On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. We are here for another installment of On the Record with April Ryan, and I am so pleased to talk with a dear friend um, over the decades, Hillary Shelton, uh, the head of the D.C. branch of the NAACP. Really, it's legislative D.C. arm, correct? That's right, the Washington Bureau, as we call it. Yes. Well, Hillary, thank you so much um, for joining me. You're always insightful um, with your comments. Um, Today, I want to focus in on the Mueller report. Um, This isn't a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's an everybody thing. It's a we the people thing. (laughs) That's right. And um, the NAACP has come out on the Mueller report Um, and there's so many twists and turns right now Um, you know and I kept saying I kept saying look I said, you know, there are too many contradictions from the president and and what the Justice Department is saying. The people need to see this. And now Bob Mueller came out saying that he didn't like uh, basically, essentially, what the attorney general did with his four page, um, I guess, summation synopsis of a synopsis that wasn't necessarily correct. Um, And that the president and the president wasn't correct, saying that he was totally um, uh, exonerated from everything, which he wasn't. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of this um, as, you know, as the uh, Attorney General is on the Hill testifying, uh, because this is is a mess. Well, it is. It is. is, It's the same as a matter of fact that this much distrust and misinformation is coming from our government. And you're right, with something as important as the issues that Mr. Mueller was given the responsibility of investigating, and for him to come back with a very thorough report that took months to actually uh, produce, present that report as he was was supposed to, to the sitting Attorney General of the United States, Mr. William P. Barr, and for Mr. Barr to then say, we're not going to release the report as it is, but we will release a summary. He takes an over 300-page report and releases it in a four-page summary that allows the president to say, look, with what I'm saying, I'm exonerated, I'm exonerated, I did nothing wrong, and so forth. I told you so, I was right. But when we finally got a copy of even the redacted version of that 300-page report, what we saw was something very, very different. What we saw is that, indeed, there were some things that were extremely questionable about his behavior as we look and think of what the uh, Russian government's involvement was in the last election that, of course, benefited uh, Mr. Trump in every way as he moved into that office. So this raises major concerns, even as right now, as you mentioned, the Attorney General of the United States, uh, Mr. Barr, is actually now testifying before the U.S. Senate. And they're asking the kind of questions that should have begun this process rather than something that has happened after the truth was able to be retold in the different ways it was, including that four-page so-called summary of Mueller's report. So what is absolutely just boggling my mind, the original mandate was about collusion and conspiracy uh, with the Russian government uh, for uh, the tampering into the U.S. election in the favor of Donald Trump. That was not um, found. They didn't find collusion. But they left open the obstruction of justice issue with these 10 episodes that they looked at to include the firing of James Comey, um, you know, how they handled, uh, how they dealt with Michael Cohen and the things happening with Michael Cohen and so many other things. But what was left open was the fact that 
you know, there was an attempt to obstruct justice to to break the rule of law. But the only reason why the president was not found guilty of obstruction of justice is because it, his mandates were not carried through. That's, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, I believe the um, um, the, the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, uh, Diane Feinstein, asked very specifically Mr. Barr that question about obstruction. And Barr began giving a different analysis or different definition of what obstruction means in cases like this. Very clearly what's reflected in the report is misinformation coming from the Trump administration. I mean, we went through that and we've seen everyone from Trump himself all the way down to and through and including his primary spokespeople and others said things that were simply not true, made them up on the fly to try to cover things and whatnot, but as the report dug into it, found out that it was simply not accurate. So the point you're making is right on target. Uh, the, the question is whether there was a legal obstruction. If the question was, were things said to prevent uh, factual information from being released, the answer is yes. If we can point to that factual information being released to cover up an actual crime, it has to be established first that a crime was committed. But we're at, two, at the stages we are at this point are so early in the process, having gotten all this new data, it's unclear whether it was a crime, but clearly there was a cover-up. And then let's go to our dear friend Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who <laughs> yes, indeed. was faced. Yes, my dear friend, um, who was faced with possible jail time, and she told the truth. Anyone who goes to testify, let's say this: you, if you lie, there's jail time possibly. So you you, right. you want to tell the truth. So with jail time dangling in front of her face, she told the truth uh, to Mueller that she lied or that she misspoke, if you will, um, yes. in front of the press in a briefing room to the American public. She had no founding to say um, that that um, countless, quote, countless numbers of agents told her that they lost confidence in James Kobe. I mean, you know, countless is an endless number versus one or two. She had no founding. She said she had no foundation for that. She lied. No, it, it, oh, oh, well, she absolutely did. As a matter of fact, I believe that the frivolous response she gave initially when those provisions in the report came out demonstrating that include she, what she had said was not true and that she did not know what the truth was. She simply made up what was most convenient uh, in the conversation, that it was unintentional, as she said, that she just, as far as they kept asking, well, unintentional, uh, do not have control over your ability to say what's on your mind or, or speak uh, to anyone asking the questions. And her response was, well, I just needed to respond quickly. And so I said what I was thinking at the time. Now, that is, is, again, as outrageous as it comes, as a matter of fact, and quite consistent, unfortunately and sadly, with what's been coming out of the Trump administration, beginning with the president himself. And one of the things that I watch oftentimes, April, is on CNN. Uh, CNN does a, a, a show in which they talk about what was really accurate and what was said and what was done. Almost like truth squads, and I appreciate that exactly, very much. Exactly, and not fake truth from CNN. And, they, yes, Absolutely. I, I'm very Thank much you. for the, yes. Go ahead. I, I love the way they dig into it and then find out how often, and it's amazing, uh, whether it's the State of the Union address mm -hmm. or one of his responses on the lawns of the White House, how often what the president is saying to us is simply factually inaccurate, factually not true. 
And the question, uh, the only question that seems to be is whether he, how well he knows it's not true or how much of what he was doing was simply spinning a response of less resistance that would cover uh, him for whatever it was that he's being accused of or asked about. It's amazing to watch this happening, but it's good to see, quite frankly, that the three branches of government give us the opportunity with the, admin- the administrative branch of our government is so inconsistent, so untruthful in what's going on as we're trying to move our democracy forward. That we're finding that those that implement that because we have a legislative branch that has the oversight, and right now the oversight's going on with the Senate Judiciary Committee, as Mr. Barr sends our sits before them to respond to those same kinds of questions. It's important that the truth comes out. We can't move forward well as a nation, and quite frankly. Uh, April, the thing that bothers me most about all this is how much time we're finding ourselves taking to deal with the runnings of the government, the problems in how this particular administration is responding to the point that we have not been able to move forward in addressing the real problems and issues that confront the American people on a daily basis. Right. The stakes are still so high. Um, And and, and that's the thing. You know, someone said to me that, you know, this is like McCarthyism. You know, it's worse than McCarthyism. You know, um, they thought they'd never see it again in this country. But now here we are. And people are not. I don't know what it is. They don't want to believe that that they're being lied to or they just don't know because we don't have civics. We don't have government classes and history classes. A lot of people just yawn through a lot of those. And sometimes we don't have them anymore. But it's important for people to use critical thinking and, and, and digging deeper and not just looking at opinion when we are dealing with, with issues such as this. Now, I want to ask you something. Why is the NAACP so involved in reacting um, with these press releases after each step of the way with the Mueller report? Um, I found it very interesting. I, I, was, I, was, I was happy to see you know, I said, oh, another source, you know, to get some news from on this. But the NAACP, the oldest civil rights organization in this nation, why? Why the NAACP? Well, in, in so many ways, as we're looking what was in the Mueller report and in the functions of the government. And the NAACP, as you know, for the last 110 years has been involved in pushing and pressuring our government to move forward and doing what it constitutionally must do to make sure that all Americans are treated equally and have equal opportunity and protection under law. With that being in mind, when we have a president that is so dysfunctional, when we have a Justice Department that has such an, an important role in actually advancing everything from our voting rights protections to our civil rights protections from hate groups and others across the country, they have those responses, yet they are distracted to a point that the only thing they're focusing in on is really trying to cover the things that our president is saying that are not true. The things that he seems to be doing that are benefiting people, but not the American people. Some a very select group of folks that he's been supportive of and helping to move things forward with. All that being said, it's important for us at the NAACP that our nation lives up to its creed and its promise. And those equal opportunity and equal protection issues are those that have to be implemented by the federal government. And, of course, the administrative branch of the government plays such a key role, as does the Justice Department. Again, as we think about what's on our agenda, repairing the Voting Rights Act is still big and upfront. 
We're hearing very little to nothing about the continued killings of unarmed African Americans by police officers on our streets. There's a division of the Justice Department that is responsible for enforcing those provisions and providing those protections uh, to the American people and providing the oversight of law enforcement entities like local police, sheriff departments, and others. As we're thinking about, even as we're moving into this election process, what we have is a snag of a paralysis of analysis, a broad term from Dr. King, in which we still have not seen the fixes in place to prevent the kind of intrusion that the Russian government provided in the last election as we're looking towards a 2020 presidential election in uh, just a little bit over a year. So there's so many issues that still need to be addressed. There's so many distractions coming from this administration that's creating the problems which we're not able to move forward. April, the policies to, to fix these problems are there. We've worked very closely with our friends on Capitol Hill to introduce legislation to move to address concerns in voting, concerns in policing and law enforcement, concerns with our criminal justice system. We have an education system in which the maximum Pell Grant a poor student can get is $5,900, which is not even at the purchasing power Pell Grants had when they were introduced in 1965. So indeed, the problems of our society find themselves being obfuscated and set to the side as we address what seems to be nothing much more than a minstrel show coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm, a minstrel show coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Wow. That's some strong stuff. Uh, <laughs> strong wording. <laughs> I mean... I mean, <laughs> I've called for Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be fired, um, contrary to what people are saying, um, other than what I've said, <laughs> to include her daddy. Um, <laughs> but no, I've called for her to be fired. Um, there are people who are on the Hill calling for uh, the Attorney General to resign uh, because of that four-page letter that Mueller said was not right, that he should not have done. Um, and there are people, yeah, and there are people who are calling for the President uh, to be impeached and or resign. I mean, what say you? What say, what, what is the NAACP well, saying? Well, let me just say, it's a thing about Sarah Huckabee, uh, the, the issue, the big issues with her is she has a responsibility and an obligation to the American people yes, she to actually transmit the accuracy of the workings of the administration, to set in place what the administration is doing to share with the American people and others throughout the world, for that matter, exactly what's going on in our White House. That's a huge deal, and very clearly, with the misinformation, with the outright lies that have been coming, sadly, uh, from that office, we know that she's not providing that service, and quite frankly, we need somebody who can. I sad to say, and I hate to see the time that will be taken away from so many issues that need to be addressed, but there's so many questions that this administration still needs to answer in terms of how they've done business, the things they've done, how they've done it, and the problems that we find ourselves experiencing. Because we're if, and seem to be unable to get those truths, the Mueller report was put in place to be able to get some of those truths out, and we see how that's being handled by the administration, including the Attorney General himself. But when we look at all those issues and we think about what needs to be done, the information that still needs to be gotten out, I'm sad to say that we may we very well may need a a governmental process to be able to get all that out through uh, through uh, through the government, through the uh, through the Congress. And I, I hate to say the, uh, the the word itself, uh, but quite frankly. 
we may we may need to look at impeachment proceedings simply to get the truth. It's sad to say, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but I think we're at the point now where we're seeing when we've gone through special investigators, when we've gone through other forms of looking at what's happening, bringing administration officials before the Congress, when we're seeing the contempt that those administration officials have demonstrated in the hearings both on the House and the Senate side, it's sad to say that something much more very well needs to be done. Wow, that's 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 in the president's words, that's huge. Um, that is really big for the NAACP, an apolitical organization, to say that to find the truth, there may need to be impeachment proceedings. And that, as Republicans don't want it, and Democrats are divided on this issue. Um, and, and it can be a polarizing issue. It could be an issue that makes the president look like a martyr, and he could wind up winning 2020. Um, this is a very delicate situation. Well, it it is, April. It absolutely is. I think many of us that are thinking about what the government should be doing now, again, to address the real challenges and problems of the American people, and to then be, again, sideshowed by what we're seeing right now going on before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and quite frankly, what would have to go on or what would go on if we moved to an impeachment proceedings. It's sad that we're having to distract from the real needs of, of all of our Americans and whatnot. And you and I have a very, very long list of what those things are. Mm. But we're at the point now where, unfortunately, it may need to be what has, what has to be done to be able to get to those truths so that we can move on and begin to address those real concerns, not only here at home, but, of course, of course in our role across the world. Hillary Shelton, anything else you'd like to add? No, April, I just want to thank you, however. Um, Whenever I really want to know what's going on in that White House, what you provide for us through your various mediums, including podcasts like this, are just extraordinary. And we're very grateful for that. Democracy cannot function without that First Amendment being protected. And you stood on the vanguard of that protection and made sure that information got out to our communities all over the country and throughout the world. So we're just grateful to you for putting up with it, because I know they're putting you through hell at this point. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But you know what? I appreciate you. But for real, you know, I've done nothing wrong. I've asked questions no, and my words That's have right. been have been turned and twisted and by by the grace of God people see the truth and um, people are seeking knowledge and people want truth there is a bright light right now being shed in dark spaces on dark spaces and we need that light Um, this is the United States of America this is not Russia or China and I thank God for those founding fathers that put in place the first amendment I stand on that as well as um, the Kerner Commission report that talked about in in that report um, by that 11 member commission the need for journalists in our community to ask questions about our community. So I stand on two important documents um, and I'm not going anywhere and I thank you for your support. We're grateful for your courage and your consistency. Avery, you've been fantastic and we look forward to it and I always look forward to seeing you on CNN as well. Amen. <laughs> Bringing the strong message. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, Hillary Shelton, um, the, the head of the D.C. legislative branch of the NAACP, the legislative arm, that strength to deal with the issues. Um, he is the, the advocate for the NAACP at the White House and on Capitol Hill and other places um, when we deal 
deal with issues of people of color in this nation, be it immigration, be it police involved shootings, be it the water not being safe to drink and be it the economy, be it anything that involves people of color. Hillary, we thank you for your your strength and your uh, your efforts over the decades for the people of color in this nation and around the world. It's an honor to work with you, and I look forward to next time. Yes. Hillary Shelton of the NAACP, thank you for joining us on On the Record with April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.